Hello, this is Ryan Zekan. Um, I'm joined today uh, by uh, Jen Crowley, and uh, you've joined us here on the Boston Health Podcast. How are you doing today, Jen? Doing well, Ryan. How are you? I am excited to be here. You know, I have to say that I have been a podcast aficionado uh, for several years now, and it's very exciting to me to think about actually getting to starting to do uh, my own podcast. So I am very much looking forward to this. How about you? I think you know that I am a bit on the other end of the podcast spectrum. Um, I believe the first podcast I listened to will actually be this podcast. Um, so, so yeah, this is this is interesting for me too. Um, as a marketing person, this is certainly a medium I'm interested in. Um, as a PR person, I've pitched it, but I've, you know, this is uh, new for Bedaptus and, and new for me too. So it's it's exciting. And uh, I look forward to to learning from you this wealth of podcast knowledge that you have. Well, I guess what I would say is just because I listen to a lot of podcasts doesn't actually mean that I'm necessarily going to be any good at making a good podcast, but I will do my very best and see what I can come up with. And hopefully uh, we can come up with something that is reasonably entertaining for our listeners uh, and maybe uh, impart a little bit of knowledge uh, along the way as well. Um, so... Um, I guess since we just dove right in and we started talking about flinging terms around like Medaptus and such, we should probably maybe take a minute to introduce ourselves and who we are and where this podcast is coming from and what it's about. So that way uh, our listeners can have a little bit of a level set in terms of, you know, kind of what to expect from this. Sure thing. Um, well, so I guess since I'm talking and by the way, I will just say, feel free to interrupt me at any time while we're doing this. I tend to go on and on and on. And so uh, I am not opposed in any way to being interrupted in the middle of uh, my sentence. Uh, so to allow you to get even just the slightest bit of a word in edgewise. So feel free to jump right in at any time. Uh, but I absolutely perfect, just will. like you did. Um, so um, uh, my name is Ryan Seacamp. Um, I am a uh, practicing uh, physician, a hospitalist which means I am an internal medicine uh, boarded physician who specializes in taking care of sick patients in the hospital. Um, but in addition to my clinical work, uh, which involves um, uh, taking care of patients in the hospital and running uh, hospitalist programs, uh, what I also do is I act as chief medical officer for Midaptus, uh, which is a software company. And that's how I got to know you, Jen. So why don't I let you take a second and introduce yourself, and then we can talk a little bit about, you know, who Medaptus is, just so people can see, you know, kind of how that may influence what we talk about here. Sure thing. So my name is Jen Crowley, as Ryan said. I've been working in marketing and PR in the health technology space for probably 20 years, and, and a lot of that time has been spent in, in some way, shape, or form uh, with Medaptus. A, a health technology firm in Boston, as Ryan said. And and uh, Ryan, I think we've been working together for 10 years now. I was just thinking, I think we, we first met in 2010 uh, when you came on board um, to to lead us and, and, and give us that, that feedback for our physician technologies, um, you know, talk about usability enhancements and all that. And um, so yeah, it's, it's been fun to work with you. And, and I never, you know, 10 years ago, I did not envision us doing this. 
uh, ever doing this, this sort of thing, right? Podcasts are this, this brand new thing. So uh, again, you know, you're, you're bringing me into- Well, I mean, I have to say, if you had Thank predicted you. 10 years ago that we would be doing a podcast, I would have been very impressed <laughs> by your prescience because I don't think these existed 10 years ago. I mean, maybe 10 years ago there were. I think that's right around the, the time when I maybe started listening to them, when they maybe first started. Um, Weren't they called talk shows back then? Or, or was there some something between like a talk show and a podcast? Well, I mean, if it was on TV, I guess it might be a talk show. I think they've always been called podcasts um, oh, in right. this medium. Um, I remember, actually, you know, I think, it, I think podcasts have been going on for about 11 years now, now that I think about it, because I had uh, just uh, left uh, one of my uh, hospital positions right around the time uh, that my son was born. Um, Oh, goodness. It all becomes a bit of a blur. Maybe it's not that long. Okay. So now, well, first thing we've established is that one of the things we're going to need to do is have some sort of research for our, the things that we discuss. So the things that we say, we can actually back up with some kind of factual data. It might be nice. So I guess I can't tell you exactly when podcasting started, um, but it has been going on for quite some time. Let's say, let's say that for now, and then we can always expand at a later time. Yes, I, I can take that as an action item. Do, do you do that on a podcast? Do you take a, a meeting action item? Well, here's the thing. No? This is our first podcast together, so we can do whatever we want. There oh, are true, no rules. True. Sounds good. Um, so feel free to take any action items that you like, and maybe we can report back next time for people if they want a little bit more history of podcasting. Um, That's true. That's true. And if I could have predicted uh, podcasts, I probably would have been better to predict you know, COVID. <laughs> Right. If I if I had that, that ability anyway, trained your predictive so, uh, eye on <laughs> infectious diseases, then yes. perhaps we would have been better off is what you're saying. Uh, you know, maybe. maybe. What I will say is, in general, I am not very good at predicting things. I, I'm, I'm still to this day embarrassed to say that way back in the, oh, say, mid to late 90s, when you know, everybody had, you know, kind of flip phone kind of cell phones. Um, I remember I saw the first one and it had a camera in it. And it was one of these terrible cameras that took these very, very low resolution pictures. And all I could say to myself was, why on earth are they putting cell phones in cameras or cameras in cell phones? Who needs a camera in their cell phone? I can't imagine a reason why someone would want that. It's terrible. It's hard to get the data off. Why not just use a regular camera? I can tell you, I clearly, I was spectacularly wrong <laughs> about that prediction. And so that perhaps colors a bit of why I try not to predict too many things about technology and where it's going in the future. Yes, and this sort of, you know, we got here, and this reminds me of your recent blog posts of talking about, you know, predicting the future, right? Which uh, I imagine must be frustrating for you that, that you can't do that right now, because I, I, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of doctors and, you know, I, I know that it's so important to, you know, have have your arms around what's happening and, and have high confidence. And, and, you know, this is, you know, clearly that we're living in this, this uh, very unpredictable time. And, and I guess, how do you, I, I think of you, you know, I think of you often when I, I read different patient experiences with COVID. And I guess, how, how do you handle, you know, being a, being a, a provider in this day and age? And, and you know, are, do you find that people maybe in your life, you know, professionally, personally, family are asking you less and less to predict the future or is uncertainty sort of grows here? You know, are, are, are you being asked to look at your crystal ball? You know, 
It's a really good question. Um, let me back up just a little bit. At one point, uh, you had mentioned a blog post I wrote, and just to fill people in in case they happen to be some of the very few people that are not reading uh, my Medaptus blog, uh, Dr. Seacan's Insights. No, I, <laughs> you know, I, clearly uh, nobody has read these pieces or not to any significant degree. And perhaps we have a little bit of a different listenership. And that's, that's actually great. Um, so I will just basically the premise of this was I can't predict the future. And it's like every time I try to figure out exactly what's going to happen with COVID, I clearly get it wrong. And I made one of these posts, oh, uh, back at the beginning of COVID about how I couldn't predict what was going to happen and I had no idea. And now what I've come to find is I apparently had sworn off predicting things because it seemed like a losing proposition. And yet I found that I still had predictions inside me that I didn't even realize because I found myself being surprised by things. You know, oh, I'm surprised that they've been able to play the football season without anybody, you know, having you know, significant COVID problems. I'm surprised by this. I'm surprised by that. And the only way you get surprised is if you have a notion of what the future is going to look like. Because if you have no notion of what the future is going to look like, then nothing surprises you because you have no idea. So I have been unable to really let go of my predictions because I think it's part of human nature. And it's especially part of, you know, kind of what we do as, as physicians, right? We take a set of data that we have about a patient you know, what they tell us about what's going on, what their physical exam, their laboratory studies, all of those things. And we pull that together to try to make a prediction about what they have and, um, and you know, what we might do that might make them better. And so I guess I kind of am in the business of making predictions, although as you can tell, sometimes my predictions are not so good. All right, so setting that aside, you know, what am I, what am I hearing from family and friends? You know, I mean, people know that I'm a physician and they do reach out to me for medical advice, but I think what I'm hearing from people in terms of, you know, kind of predicting, you know, what's going on with COVID and, and what to expect, I actually think it's more just like your regular run-of-the-mill neighbor that you're talking to. Oh, what do you think is going to happen with school? Do you think the kids are going to be, you know, able to go to school all year long? Or do you think that they're going to, you know, have to come back to remote? You know, kind of those kind of questions I get. And I don't think they're asking me as a doctor. I really think they're just asking me like yet another person who's going through the same set of troubles that we're all going through, trying to figure out, you know, what's going to happen in the future so we can try to make some kind of plans. Although, you know, I don't know that we all have very much luck with that. So that was a long answer. No, I, it, it is interesting, um, you know, being, I guess, being a physician and, you know, um, for example, when you're, you know, your, your, your kids going back to school, you know, I, I just, you know, does a physician look at plans, right? If you've treated COVID patients differently than, you know, someone, someone like me, you know, who writes a lot of the time, you know, I just, you know, again, it just made me wonder, you know, um, you know, how people look to you for that information. Um, yeah. And again, knowing that, you know, when you, it must be um, just very, very new feeling, you know, was, I've had a lot of interactions with, with providers and, you know, there is certainly, you know, that feeling that, um, you know, there's a lot of, you can, you can easily give peace of mind or, you know, there's that expectation, you know, that's, that, you know, a lot of times it's going to be okay. Um, so it must be a, a very new feeling of just kind of throwing your arms up and, and saying, you know, we, we just kind of, you know, the information's flowing in, you know, real time, near time, and, you know, everyone's doing the best that they can in light of, you know, some of the policies and decision making that are happening. Yeah, it's, it's um, really hard. And it's, and it's really frustrating. 
because we're used to, look, there's always uncertainty in, in the things that we do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But at the same time, yeah. there are some things we know pretty well, right? If you come into me with a heart rhythm problem called atrial fibrillation, and I can review your history, I can tell you what your risk of having a stroke is from atrial fibrillation, because I've got good data about that. But when it comes to this, you know, nobody really has good data. We're all kind of operating in the dark and it makes it so we can't really make kind of these good, easy predictions for people to kind of let them know what to expect. And so all we can do is, you know, use the best information that we can to make the best recommendations that we can at the time that we make them. So what do I recommend to people? You know, this is not going to be earth shattering news. This is going to be wash your hands, wear a mask, socially distance yourself and keep six feet apart from people. You know, if you're going to interact with people, do it outdoors under all those conditions, you know, try to avoid going to indoor bars and restaurants. So that way you're not spending a lot of time indoors with a crowd of people, not wearing a mask and, you know, eating your food. You know, these are simple things that people can do, but um, you know, that's about the best I got. I can't tell you that that's going to keep you COVID free. And I can't even tell you, you know, what your percent chance of having COVID is going to be, you know, doing that compared to doing nothing other than it's going to be a lot lower if you follow these methods than if you do nothing at all. Right. Simple sort of order of magnitude. Yeah. Right. Well, so I think, I think maybe this might be a reasonable place uh, for us to stop our discussion for today, but maybe what we should do is kind of prep the listeners for, you know, what this is going to look like uh, going forward. You know, I have a a variety of podcasts that I listen to, and there are various duration and length. I think in this one, we're going to try and keep this relatively on the brief side in order to let people get a little bit of a taste and then kind of get on with kind of the rest of their day. Um, And so maybe what we should do is plan ahead for our next podcast so people can kind of know what they're going to know what they're going to be getting. Absolutely. I love to plan ahead. So what I was thinking that we could do uh, for next time is give a little bit more background. We kind of briefly went through kind of who we are, but, you know, I've obviously had, you know, 20 plus years of experience uh, dealing in the healthcare field and can talk about that a little bit. You have had your own uh, significant experiences with the healthcare system, and it might be worth kind of delving into that a little bit so people can understand the perspective you're coming from. And then I think it might be good to talk a little bit more about our experience with podcasts. I know you mentioned uh, that you, you know, haven't really listened to any, although maybe you'll listen to this one. So we'll get the first one under your belt. Um, But I might talk a little bit about some of the podcasts that I listen to, and that'll give everybody an idea of kind of what my influences are. So they might get a better sense of what this, you know, podcast may turn into, although I make no guarantees that it's going to turn into anything as good as any of the things that I listen to. Um, So what do you have on your agenda for next time? Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I'd love to pick your brain. I love to, to, to be honest with you, Ryan, you, you know, you, you were in the capacity you work with Medaptis, you know, you, you get so much of that. You have that day-to-day experience using technology, interacting with patients. So, um, you know, I just enjoy talking to you and, and, you know, in hearing about some of these experiences you have and, 
and I know that there's opportunities um, to to improve, you know, uh, ways that healthcare is delivered using technology. And and then of course we all know that technology you know, does have some limitations. Um, you know, the DHRs can be burdensome, and and um, you know I, I'm interested in exploring those kinds of topics with you because you know technology is accelerating in medicine. And, you know, how do we make sure it's, it's the right kind of technology for providers that, that, you know, adds value, doesn't slow them down, is good for the patients and all those things. And, you know, I think being in Boston, um, you know, we're surrounded by a lot of grapevines and, and health technology. And, you know, I'd love to just explore with you where different things are going. Well, I mean, I have to say, Jen, I really enjoy talking with you as well. Um, you know, it's it's been a great pleasure working with you uh, for all these years uh, with Medaptis. And uh, hopefully, you know, one of the things that we can explore a little bit as we talk about um, kind of what Medaptis does and, you know, who we are and what our goals are is a little bit too about what we've been doing, because I think there are some interesting things that we've been doing at Medaptis that relate to kind of healthcare and technology and even are relevant uh, in the time of COVID as well. And I think people might be interested in hearing some of that too. So well, maybe we'll have a little mix of all of these different things. Sounds great. good to me. Um, all right. Well, it's been great chatting with you. And until next time, um, we'll sign off for now and we'll talk soon. All right. Have a good one. Bye.